0: What's up everybody it is hot take without the hot take here back for another episode episode 144 and once again we have got the blocked content joe back for another episode for the playoffs say hello
1: hi guys thanks for having me back uh i hope i didn't say anything too inflammatory in the last episode which caused um you know defamation action to be launched against you but uh, I got mean, to be back oh no, no 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 no! I mean, most
2: of, uh, to be honest, to be to be honest, Joe, I don't think anybody listens enough to care. So I don't think so.
0: I mean, most of our <laughs> takes anyway at, at this point would have attracted the would have attracted the attention of the FCC, and we haven't gotten any yet, so we're good. No, but no. anyway, let's. Um, I think, uh, senior, you put it best before the recording. We have to sort of look back. So where we left off was in the middle of the first round. I think we're yep. gonna, it's best for us to go over the end of the first round. And we're going to start it with uh, the team senior you love the most, the LA Lakers, getting it done against uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah.
2: They did get it done. I was surprised. I Look, I said at the beginning of the series that the Lakers would win. I think they were more talented, but they'd win four games to two. They'd won four games to one. Uh, Memphis – They're too immature. They'll shot 30% in game five. That's not going to cut it. Um, You know, big games by, you know, D'Angelo Russell and AD. Um, And Dylan Brooks, who did a lot of talking, scored 10 points. And as you've said, and we both know, uh, the Memphis organization is going sayonara. See you later. Uh, I can think of a different Memphis team back in the day, right? Mike Conley, Zach Randolph, Marcus Gasol. You know, those were Tony Allen off the bench, those were professionals. And those those teams were good teams, not good enough to win championships, but competitive, just kept ahead down, brought the lunch pail to work. This is a kindergarten class, and they need some professionals in the, in the organization.
0: Yeah, they definitely do. I mean, looking at the stats, those that the Grizzlies scoring line. In the the minutes they were playing just drains all the blood from my face. I mean, Ja put up 10 points in 34 minutes. What? Desmond Bain, 15 points in 37 minutes. Jaron Jackson, 32 minutes, 14 points. Whereas on the Lakers side of things, it doesn't look that spread out. But LeBron had a cool 22. uh, AD pulled down a double-double, 14 rebounds, 16 points. D'Angelo had 31 I mean, this was just a shellacking. What do you think, Joe?
1: Yeah, they really uh, limped off the court in the end there. It wasn't like they had all that much um, ticker about them in that last game. They just didn't seem to want to be out there. They kind of were resigned to the fact that their season was over. Um, And it's weird. Uh, Obviously, as you said, they've distanced themselves from Dylan Brooks. He will not be returning to the franchise under any circumstances, not even if there's a fire. And look, well, that's probably a wise move. I don't know if it's uh, the instant fix that some might make it out to be considering, you know, he was going out talking a lot of trash, saying that he poked bears and, you know, which was always, I always did. That bothered me because he plays for a team that is a bear. (laughs) Those uh, comments like that don't happen in isolation. And it's not like Dylan can go out and say those things. He has to come back into a locker room of his teammates where if you're talking that much nonsense, someone, sh- and no one agrees with it, they're going to come over to you and say, stop talking, shut up. You and are making and, the issues for us yeah, worse.
0: And the, the shit talking was towards LeBron of all people. He, he, can, he couldn't even show one ounce of deference, which is just crazy to me. I mean, you had your, your LeBron needlers back in the day, like uh, Lance Stevenson, uh, like a um, Sean Stevenson, Deshaun Stevenson but at least those guys could ball at least those guys could shoot Dylan Brooks had an awful series an awful series overall
1: the bottom line for the chief
2: things yes the bottom line and the bottom end note for this is it's Dylan Brooks is a Draymond Green wannabe without the rings Draymond can talk as much as he wants because he's got four rings on his it wouldn't surprise me if a team decides to pick him up but wants to contend then, you know, obviously we'll have to run in. I don't, I don't know if he can, I think it's not a fix-all with Dylan Brooks moving on this team needs a couple of mature guys. Steven Adams was unable to play during the series. They need some mature guys, professionals to go in there and just sort of calm things down because I think last year they were considered the darlings. And I think this year, everybody kind of knew who they were and, you know, obviously with Jaw going off the rails for a while. This team needs a little more
0: leadership. There's no leader on the team. None. Absolutely none. But I think we move on to uh, your team, Joe, getting it done against the Sacramento <laughs> Kings. I I, watch, <laughs> I, w- I watched that game seven. I watched that game seven in the two SCR studios, and I volunteered for two SCR. My goodness, the Sacramento defense made Kevon Looney look like Moses Malone, the chairman of the boards. He pulled down 22, and they most of those things were easy. No contention whatsoever. N- not ignoring the fact that Curry had 50. Just an absolute... It was incredible. Yeah. It was just an incredible... And
1: there's something about... Something about being a Warriors fan and s- watching that game in the first half, and there's always these like little indicators of, you know, maybe... I think Draymond hit a three in the first half. If Draymond hits a three ever, that's always a good data. But also Steph just looked that little bit more aggressive. He was pushing harder on his drives. He was, you know, finding the same shots he always does. He hit him at a, I mean, for a 50-point game, he hit his threes at a decent clip. I think it was maybe 40 or 35% in the end. But there was that at halftime, I, I have to confess that I was quite nervous because... Sabonis, who'd been contained all series, effectively, had 16 and and 10 at that point already, I think. And he ended up, I think, 21 and 18 in the final score. Um, But it was just a thing where you looked at the teams on balance. They'd played game six, you know, what, two days before. There was a bit of tired legs. There was a lot of inexperience on Sacramento's part. And in the end, Curry just dialed in, remembered who he is and just played another incredible game in a long list of incredible Curry games, especially in eliminations and close playoffs.
2: Yeah. He For found, me, he probably... found that. Yeah. He found that extra tank, Joe. You were saying like, that's vintage Curry. Yeah. I mean like, and the thing is he's so scary because you don't, he can go 30 feet, 40 feet beyond the three point line. You don't want that. So then you back off and then he drives in and he's not the same guy. you like, you think about when he's drafted in 09, it looked like the uniform was three sizes too big for him. Uh, you know, he looked like a little child out there, but he's, well, he's, when he's, pushed up, off. he's bulked up. He's able to bump with those guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's just got so much <laughs> more strength. balance,
1: Harrison Bonds and another straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could you just could
0: not uh, I saw your post about Harrison Barnes and I just started I just started laughing because it's just that 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 classic and I know your page is very satirical but there was just that classic vindictiveness from the 2016 finals but on the king side of things um look it was a tough game for them I mean uh DeAaron Fox was clearly playing hurt um, he just wasn't as aggressive as he was in the previous game. So they had to lean on their bench a little bit more, and they did so with decent success in the first half, but they just could not what they lacked was another body. They did not have another body in the paint. And Kavon Looney was just absolutely rebounding them, getting those second chance points, getting those second chance possessions. That's what really killed the kings in the in the second half.
1: I was surprised yeah. not to see I'll go to Alex Len for boards. He'd been pretty oh, good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of size that the Warriors couldn't necessarily handle, but it, it was always a bit of a, a sum game of can we stop enough points while he's out there? Kind of, you know, he was he was getting some pretty open pick and roll looks, but he was getting run off the floor at the same time. And with, in the form that Curry was in in that game seven, he would have seen Alex Len as an absolute walking target for fouls for, you know, to isolate on top of the key and, and to just run past the same as, he, same as he did every time Keegan Murray guarded him. He just knew that was two points. So I don't know yeah. if it would have made all that much difference in yeah. the end.
2: Yeah, I don't think so either. I think that the, the Kings, look, they, look, I don't think anybody thought, would have thought they would even gotten this far. So they pushed the Warriors to the brink. So now they're not considered the wasteland of the NBA like an Orlando, like a Detroit now. You know, like, the, you know, a couple of other places where you go, oh, San Antonio, they are now that next level. So, you know, they will be able to court, you know, free agents. They'll want to play there. And I think that's not the last you've heard of them. You know, they, they're they evolving into something pretty good. So, you know, to get this far, that, that's as far as you can go. The Aaron Fox got a chance to show who he was because the Kings actually played in the playoffs. <laughs> and he was able to show what he could do. You know, you
0: can't do it if you're not playing so yeah and look up Vi- to them yeah and look vivek ranadive has said he wanted he he wanted this team to make the playoffs and they've done that they took the champ the defending champs to seven and i i do believe they have a bright future ahead of them um whether they can develop keegan murray correctly whether davion mitchell doesn't turn out to be a bust and turns out to actually be, be actually be a playable option remains to be seen but i i do think they have a bright future i don't know about maybe free agent signings because Sacramento's always been a small market but hopefully De'Aaron fox can be a big part of their recruiting but uh as as some of the other games uh that ended the first round uh the celtics say no more no more tomfoolery <laughs> no more messing around we're putting a lid on this thing and they end it in in game 6 uh not a good effort from the Atlanta Hawks in game 6 good scoring across the board i mean DeAndre Hunter played 39 minutes had 20 Trey Young played played 40 minutes had 30 uh Capella uh had a double double 10 10 uh Collins had six, 16 and 4 Uh, Bogdanovich had 12, Dejounte Mario had 14. So decent team scoring across the board, but um, it was just the combined effort of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum just, just was too much for them to handle.
1: And I think you look at that game, was it game six against Atlanta?
0: Game six, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was. It was game six. You look at their effort in the fourth quarter of that game six compared to game one of the Philly game, and you see what makes them so good when Tatum and Tatum fires and Brown and him work together and they play defense and they defend in transition and they don't turn the ball over and they figure out which guard should have the ball and they can close the team out like Atlanta, who was still playing well in that in that game six and had their opportunities in the fourth quarter. Mind you, Trey Young missed a few shots that you know, Trey Young, you know, he shoots this is his worst three point shooting season of his career. So there was probably a good chance that he was going to miss those. But they put themselves in a situation situational win and then they closed out properly where every, every other one of these games that they've lost through the whole season, you remember in February where they, you know, Grant Williams misses the two free throws after saying he's going to make them and they lose to the Cavaliers. They've always had these weird, weird games where they just fall apart in the fourth, but when they close out, they look unbeatable. Like that fourth quarter against Atlanta, as soon as Tatum hit the three, Rob got the block, And I think they went down the other end, hit another three. It was done. Like, it it was completely over because they just choked the life out of Atlanta. Like, they've always got it in them, but it just seems not to unlock sometimes. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head, Joe. I think they have a tendency to fall into lulls. And I think with with this series, I think they fell into a lull because they had lead in game five. They were up 10 plus and let that lead fall away. I think they have a tendency to take their foot off the pedal or take their foot off the neck of the opponent, and they could just submit them quickly. So it shouldn't even go on to six games. As for Atlanta, I don't know Quinn Schneider. We talked about him last time. He's now the coach. He'll have his say in what goes on with personnel. I don't know what kind of personnel moves they can really make. They picked up Bay in the you know in the trade deadline. He's all right. He was a you know spot player. John you know John Collins is always getting talked about as getting traded. They need another scorer. I don't know if DeJounte Murray and this trade experiment is going to really pay dividends. I, I you know, they I don't know what they can do to shake up. I think they're going to be one of those teams that either makes a big move or doesn't and just sits in this kind of play-in space, sort of low-level seating for a few more years.
0: Yeah. And I and like you said, I don't know what trade makes this team better because what assets do they really have to expend at this point i mean john collins would probably be your most mar- most like attractive asset to any team that that takes on the idea of john collins because it's not about um with john collins to me it's not about if you're going to be a tr- if you're a prospective team trading for john collins you're not paying for the player you're paying for the idea of what he could become because we've been talking about john collins as one of the most high potential players in the league for how long now and he just has not shown that consistently. So I don't know if a team's going to be taking on that idea because not a whole lot of teams are fond of ideas.
1: Only to know, um DeJounte Mario's got one more year on his contract and then they have to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, oh my God. They've given up a first and yeah. second for that.
1: How's that fucking headache? Jeez. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. And they're going to have oh, well. to pay
0: him a max
1: oh no they're already paying oh, no. they'll be paying trey like 50 mil a year by that point oh, yeah no that's okay uh, who, who owns the who owns the hawks now wasn't it the uh, part uh, it was it owners was, of somebody yeah, else i
0: swear it was um I, I swear it was um atlanta spirit llc and then <laughs> yeah. they then they sold the thrashers and when the thrashers were still in the nhl Uh, But I'm not sure that was like 10 years ago. Yeah, but I'm not sure if they sold the Hawks. I don't know who owns them right now. Uh, Whoever owns owns them sucks to suck. But moving on, uh, we have got at another game that ended this. Uh, the Nuggets get the series victory over the just hapless Timberwolves. I mean, really, hapless. (laughs) Come on. My good lord. I I mean, I'm not I'm, I'm not really trying to spend five uh, uh, no more than five minutes on this series because it was oh,
2: that bad. I'd spend less than that,
0: two minutes. Uh, look the, the the the
2: Minnesota Timberwolves have proven one thing. This experiment with Carl Anthony Towns and Jordy Gobert is not working, and they need to ship towns. They could get value for towns. Gobert's not going anywhere because his contracts were massive. You're going to be building around Edwards. So I think call Anthony Towns. And I know there's teams out there who would say, I'll take that. Uh, He was injured most of the season. Uh, You know, I think Denver's just, this was a lopsided series to begin with. Uh, You know, Denver's Denver. I think, you know, more discussion about them in the second round rather than now. Uh, It's more about the Timberwolves. Just
0: this whole thing has not worked out so well. Suckitude. They're the NBA's version of the factory of sadness, essentially.
2: You can't, look, you, you can't uh, make omelettes without breaking a few eggs. Is that the term? Oh, well, they did what they could. And now the, back to the drawing board.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, gentlemen sweep. I don't feel like... Uh, and they tried their hardest to lose game four as well. Like, I feel as if Jokic kind of challenged himself in that game to see how far he could let the Timberwolves go before he caught up to him. And he almost did it. He was one free throw away before yeah. it went to overtime and Anthony Edwards hit that shot. So, yeah, that was for the Timberwolves. Maybe there's maybe there's offers for Cat again. He gets paid so much money and he his Supermax kicks in next season. So, that's going to That's why they want to get rid of him now. To move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. oh well. This like uh, I I
0: mean how many the assets that they gave up. That's going to be probably go down as just almost as bad as the KG Paul Pierce trade. At least that trade, in hindsight, is bad. At the time, people were praising it. At the time, the they got two Gobert, dudes. at the At the time, the Gobert trade was announced. I was aghast. I was like, "Wait, Gobert fetched more than Donovan Mitchell? Is that what you mean to tell me?" I was shocked when when I saw five first-round picks, plus Walker Kessler, plus a bunch of good depth for Gobert. I think
2: sometimes you just got to make a move, and sometimes you just have to do it thinking it's going to make your team great. It didn't make the Timberwolves great. If not them, somebody else would have made the trade. That's how trades happen. So In hindsight, things happen the way they do. Look, Look at what the Brooklyn Nets did years ago, right? They got Creaky Paul Pierce, and creaky Kevin Garnett towards the end of their careers and gave up, would have were turned into Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Nobody saw that coming. So sometimes deals happen and you never know. And in hindsight, I'm sure that they had the chance to go back in time. They had said no to that. So what are going to do?
0: Moving on here, we've got probably the biggest disappointment of the first round in terms of a series, the Suns and the Clippers. I just don't know with this LA team, man. I just do not know what what the hell goes on with them, because just you can't really like I don't really know how to put it into words. How just like like on when Kawhi and Paul George joined, we thought, okay this is this is going to be incredible. We're going to have a battle of L.A. Nope. They've just been either chokers or injured injured the entire time their biggest achievement has been getting out of the second round with this core which only took you 50 years but <laughs> I mean it's an abs and I don't blame Clippers fans for feeling uh like they were sold uh snake oil because they were sold a dream because Kawhi just cannot stay on the court he uh, he either cannot or outright refuses to go on the court Paul George can't stay on the court and he's a good player and will play when he's available. What's Kawhi doing?
1: <laughs> well, what's Kawhi done now? Wasn't it he's got a torn meniscus? Or Yeah. yeah I he played, he yeah. played game two on a torn meniscus. That's a year-long injury. Another year gone. And he's... <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> And it's a year that you've got to pay him a max and he's got another three of them left, so... You can't even blow it up anymore because you won't get any for quiet at this point. You might get something for PG, but then you're still in the situation where- All of those assets are OKC property. You're done. Yeah, exactly. There's no point in blowing it up because you can't even get anywhere. Everything is property of Sam Presti, care of the Clippers. (laughs) Thank you very much. And Shade again. And and we still have Shade, Don't forget.
2: Yeah. The only thing I can think the Clippers can take heart in is finally getting out of crypto arena and getting their own space where the fans will will surely not show up to <laughs> like they get to move and relocate to a new arena where no one will be there so i mean I'm, it's it's a sad state of affairs i think there was so much promise and if both guys were healthy we know the outcome would have been far different right there's no way that I think I even said that the Suns would be in trouble with those guys, both of them on the court at the same time. So, the one sliver of good things you can say that Russell Westbrook has found his next home. I mean, he's playing, he played as well as he could play. And you can't, you can't knock that. You know, he was taking better shots, he was part of a better system. Ty Lu's a good coach. So, they're always going to be competitive, but I'm in agreement. They got, they're in a vice grip, they got nothing to get rid of. They got aging guys on the team like Nicholas Batum. Right, what are you gonna do with him? You can't get rid of him. He's too old. And you know I mean, Paul George looking,
1: maybe
0: comes back. I don't know, I'm looking at the mess. stats. I'm looking at the stats. Mason Plumlee had to put up 20 in 24 minutes in Game Five. Mason, <clears> Mason freaking Plumlee. Plumlee. That's how you know you have a problem. Like, yeah, no. Just it, it. The most frustrating thing is with all of this quality depth that put up numbers. Batum put up 19. Terrence man, okay, he put up 10, but that's like bench numbers. That's pretty good. Like, you, the most frustrating thing, and I, I really empathize with Clippers fans. You have to wonder what would you do if, what would happen if both of them were healthy at the same time and on the floor with all this quality depth at the same time? This would be a contender to get out of the West, but they can't because these guys can't stay healthy. And it's, it's, and I'm not even a fan, and I'm I'm frustrated because a a healthy Kawhi is better basketball, and it's better playoff basketball as we saw in 2019. It,
1: yeah. Well, well, you, you
0: look at that now. Yeah. Go ahead, Joe.
1: If you spend a bit of time on the NBA dark web, as I do, then you might have seen some rumors floating around from a guy who is maybe a towel boy or one of the guys that sweeps the, you know, cleans up the the wet spots on the floor for the Clippers who had a whole uh, tweet storm about Ty Lue's relationship with the front office and that Mm -hmm. being a complete breakdown. And one of the reasons that if you looked at the Clippers Phoenix series, you noticed that maybe a guy like Robert Cummington, who's pretty handy, didn't get a lot of minutes and they were playing some pretty small lineups a lot, because if you believe the whisperings and the scratchings that occur in, in the NBA Dark Web, Ty Lue was doing that to, pro- to make a point to the front office to say, you didn't get me anything. You give me, you give me two broken dudes and then you get me scraps and I don't want to do this. So he would, put, he would intentionally play lineups that were at times not optimal to fight with the, with the front office. And apparently yeah. it is Ty Lue, the front office, the players, no one likes each other.
0: If that's true, oh.
1: mm, then wow. that
0: if that's true, then this is the most clippiest clippers season to have ever clippered in Clippers history. And that's saying something, because Donald Sterling was their owner.
1: Like that's my the Clippers' contention. It's right. Well, build well, a bunch I... of guys that <laughs> fall apart and then explode the team. Or
2: you draft Michael Olowokandi. He didn't break yeah. down, but he was he was horrible. <laughs> I mean I mean, you know, I mean. You have to. I mean, look, I get it. I think that ultimately they're stuck. So, I mean, Ty Lue's a great coach. I don't think he's going to leave based on that, but they didn't, they did, they made questionable moves. I mean, they got some moves. They got Bones Highland who I like. They picked up some, they picked up Plumley. He was a good addition. They lost Reggie Jackson. I like Reggie Jackson. He moved on to Denver. Uh, you know, they made some moves that you thought, well, what was going to happen here? But I mean, that's enough about the Clippers. They're, they're, you know the Lakers are always going to be laughing, and like I said, the Clippers will be happy to move into their new, vacant, roomy arena. And Steve Ballmer can do his little dance anywhere he
0: wants because he's the owner.
1: Yeah, move on. They need to get somewhere that's not hanging a um banner for Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. well, <laughs> a, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, at least Ballmer has the wherewithal to stay the hell out of day-to-day operations, like a certain, <laughs> unlike a certain other uh, Clippers owner. But uh right. I think we're going to let senior do his little uh dancy dance go New York go New York go go
2: New York go New York go got go. the, the
0: series win in 5 over the Cleveland Cavaliers and it was a ma- it was a masterclass
2: it was it was Everybody's stepping up. It was R.J. Barrett scoring points. Say what? It was Obi Toppin scoring points. <laughs> I told you about, I told you guys about the nine-man rotation. That's Tibbs' rotation. You'll never see Evan Fournier out there. You'll never see other guys out there. He's got his nine guys. The defense held, they scored. I just, this is an interesting point. 79 points was the lowest amount for any team the entire season, including the playoffs. And they did that to the Cavaliers. Five games under 100 points. at defense, when it's on, it's on. As for the Cavaliers, they don't have much scoring. When you get away from Donovan Mitchell, Garland's okay. But Jared Allen and, you know, Evan mobleys uh, he's hes 50 kilos, dripping wet. He's too slim, too skinny. Got manhandled by Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson stepped up in the series. And the Knicks move on. So I'm happy. Happy man.
1: It was uh, a shame to see... That series not go too deep. It was kind of it was over quickly. Um, It it just didn't look like the Cavs really had any answers to the defense. It was didn't have it. Garland had it one night, and that was it. And then Mobley looked like man. He's got to find some moves. He's got like he's got to find.
2: No, he's got to find some sandwiches and eat them. He's got to find some weight. He's too small. He's too slight. Yeah. It's too skinny.
1: Ne- needs to go and talk to Jaron Jackson's trainer because Jaron yeah. looked like that two years ago, and now he looks like a may Exactly. So.
2: He's too. He's too thin. He's too thin. He can't handle the <laughs> low power post. Can't handle the box.
1: Well, no. I believe that- Jack- but I worry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I believe that the Cavs. Um. Look, it, it was a tough series for them. Uh, they're still a young team. Uh, I. I believe that they'll, they'll be able to keep pushing this core. They just got to load the depth. And I I trust um, Kobe Altman to take this team in the right direction. He's earned that from me. He's taken this team from the nadir to where they are now. So I think he'll do a good job building up this depth. But as for the Knicks, uh, they're they're a fantastically uh, rotated team. They've got some legit guys in there. Jalen Brunson is something else. Uh, Mitchell Robinson had a double-double. Uh we've been on him for years. Can he even develop into the depoy candidate that we've we've been talking about, maybe? But uh Barrett had 21 in this game. I mean, the Knicks move on, and uh we're gonna move on to the final first round series, I believe, which was the biggest shock of them all. The number one seeded Bucks fall to uh, the Miami uh, Heat. Uh. In five. Oh,
2: man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I appreciate Giannis's passion during the interview. Uh, he got annoyed with the reporter.
0: But and it was it, a punk question. It was a punk question.
2: I know. We talked about this, but it sits on Giannis. I'm sorry. 10, 10 for 23 for free throws. Free throws. Now, I know there's always video of Giannis moving a ladder out of the way at the end of the game. He wants to shoot. He needs to be shooting right now as we speak because that's unacceptable for a player of his stature. Those were 13 points. That would have made a difference in the game. Would that have won the series for the Bucks? No, because Jimmy Jimmy Butler is a whole, was on a whole different planet. They couldn't protect, they couldn't guard him. They couldn't do anything against him. But clearly the Bucks, um, they didn't play as well as they should have. And Giannis shot poorly from the line and that, that cost him the game.
1: I owe Jimmy Butler a personal apology. I have I'm never sorry seen, like I'm, I'm from... sorry,
0: I wasn't familiar with your game.
1: <laughs> I was though. <laughs> I should have seen this coming. We've seen him do it. He's done this before. He's done it so many times. He won a finals game on his own in the bubble against LeBron. He's mm. done it. He like I have never seen a player make me forget he's so good by having such a mid. And you know, I had him all NBA 13, but like the regular season was just, it was, it was a catfish. This yeah. Heat team, they were awful. They were, they were the 25th offense and the five below them were basically teams that were attempting to put out empty singlets every night. So, and then they turn around and they turn into an offensive juggernaut. Jimmy Butler can't be stopped and he's on his way to 50 again. He plays two of the best games I've ever seen. Like, I'm sorry, Jimmy, you're the best.
0: He had 56 points in game four. And that's a career high, and now I'm gonna go on my rant about Bud again. I did it oh in Lord. the last here episode, and I'm gonna do it here. we here. go. I like Bud as go. a coach. I think he no do Yes, I do. I think he. No I think he's a good coach. <laughs> you want him he, gone? He, he is. Don't worry, M- he'll get
2: fired. Don't he worry. He is about it. the
0: NBA's version of Peter DeBoer. He is stubborn with his tactics. He doesn't know when to quit, and he is the poster child of the Dunning Kruger effect. Everything he's doing, he thinks is correct, and nothing will change it. He had a timeout. Why not call it? And why in the hell did you put the ball in the hands of Grayson Allen with Giannis on the floor, with Middleton on the floor, with Drew on the floor? You put the hand, as I said, in in that play, if you. If you if you watch
2: the video and watch the video next time, Joe, you'll see Pat Connaughton's hands up like, give me the ball. I'm right here. No one's guarding me. And so I don't get it. You don't, look, be honest. You don't like Coach Bud. No, he, was I don't. Fired in, he was fired in Atlanta. He could get fired here, he's because not going to. They have he's not farther. going to
0: because of because of the, the, the championship. Because okay, of yeah, the championship but... that he frauded his way to, it's going <laughs> to buy him another year. Let's be honest here. If if let's be let's let's call a spade a spade here. If Durant's uh feet oh. are not the size of hockey sticks, they lose in that game seven. And we're not talking about a ring with Giannis. Oh well. Let's call a spade a spade here. Okay. That, and it's right. as simple as that.
1: No, but he had great tactics in that game too, like giving, um, giving Brook Lopez the last shot and forcing an overtime when, when Brook missed the shot. <laughs> 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 he, <laughs> no, he, that championship revived Bud's career because he he, they were writing his termination letter all the way oh, wow. until Durant put his foot on the line. And then yeah. they win the championship and he sticks around. And he learns no lessons, and he doesn't call timeouts when he needs them. This but guy, he'll, he'll stick around. He also had a personal tragedy, which is yeah, tough.
0: Look, as a human being, you, you put your, your your biases aside and say that is horrible, yeah. and it, I'm wishing the best for him as a person. And he seems like a nice person and a nice guy. But as a coach, my goodness, this dude can't doesn't know when to quit with his tactics, which clearly don't work. Like – it's it's completely ridiculous. And this is taking nothing away from Jimmy Butler's performance. He has single-handedly put the entire the of Miami Dade County on his back and saying, We're going to the next round. And yeah. like I, I and there's this phenomenon. It's a me it, it's like it's I said it before, and I'll say it again. There's this type of meme in the UFC community of mythical fighters. Jimmy Butler might be a mythical NBA player because he just shows up. He you know how we just put playoff uh, on any other guy who shows up in the playoffs. We we need to start crowning this guy as playoff Jimmy because he every single time mm-hmm. he shows up, every single time. Like every single time without fail.
2: Okay. So yeah, we keep moving on cuz as 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 Jimmy continues to play Udonis Haslam continues to be part of the Miami team. So that's always okay. important. And that's okay. always
0: a plus to see his career survive for another round. As Udonis. we move into the second round with the Knicks uh, tying the series against the Heat today, uh, 111 to 105. Um, looking at That stat- was a
2: close one, though. I'll tell you what. That was a very close game because it was like addition from subtraction because Julius Randle was back. He was out game one and Jimmy Butler didn't play, and there was a couple plays at the end of the game where the Knicks could have really lost this game. Uh, it was closer than it really should have been at points, but at least they at least they got the split.
0: Oh, Joe, we lost you again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear you there, but what your mouth there, I can lip, read lips. Uh, uh no, we're still, we're still not getting you.
1: Oh shit! What about now? Got it.
2: No, I got it. Now. I
0: got you. Yeah, great.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's one. Caleb Martin open three away, and maybe like one or two guys in some shots. Yeah, man. Tell you what, uh, those guys are undrafted too.
2: That's uh, we talked about. Pat Riley's secret: undrafted. Struce, Martin, uh, yeah, all those guys undrafted. Yeah, this but, man, yeah.
0: Pat Riley. This man, Pat Riley. He, he, I don't know what to say about him. He just. He he's the oracle. He's the he's the fucking oracle when it comes to these guys. Cause he just he just finds these guys working at UPS and he turns them into quality ball players and fortifies Miami's depth and pushes the Knicks hard. But on the Knicks side of things, um RJ Barrett had 24 quality performance. Julius Randle had Julius a Julius Randle went off. Yeah, 25 and 12. Jalen Brunson keeps on showing course, why he's Jaylen. that guy. Thirty yeah. points, just incredible. Um, the the bench didn't really ha- should have uh, maybe could have had a bigger factor and could have pushed the Knicks over the line, but uh, over the line in game one. But I mean, they they got the the tie headed to American Airlines Arena.
1: Uh, what do you make of it, Joe?
2: Well, this is gonna be a good series. This the,
1: yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, I I. I'm loving this series. I am loving this Knicks team. I just, I've, I fell in love with them uh, in like February (laughs) when after the Josh, uh, the Josh Hart trade. And Hart, you know, he was, he was all Hart today, almost. He was one away from a triple double. And in those last like few minutes when they can give him, when they gave him those threes and he just started making them, Starks is to...
2: Starks, as I just said that, Starks, man. Starks is right there, man. Starks was like, hat on,
0: high-fiving, wearing his number. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Philly versus Celtics. I mean, um, there's been uh, a thing with James Harden year after year where he just does not show up in the playoffs, but this year with this game could be an aberration. He had 45 and the crucial game dagger three to seal an away win for the for the
1: seventy-sixers, uh, mm-hmm. and Weedley hit a ton of middies in the first quarter. That, oh yeah, James. <laughs> that's not Harden's game. Harden's game is
2: step back, step back, step back, step back, dribble, 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 drive. And the thing I like was uh, nobody. I didn't give him a chance because of Joe M B, but this this helps him now. Yeah, uh, you know the rain. Now the new. Anointed MVP that he is, he'll be back for this game. And if you're Boston, this is what we talked about before: this whole complacency factor. Right? They they never they, the the Sixers never really trailed by much. Every time Boston had a lead, the Sixers chipped away at it. It was never a situation where Boston had a comfortable lead, right? And then the Sixers bench Melton. Give him shouts. He had three big shots. Maxi Tyrese Maxi is the real deal. He comes off the bench. He gives you. 20 odd points, so they were able to to pull it off without Joel Embiid. And you know, Boston made a couple of mistakes late in the game. Brogdon threw the ball away, which was an easy layup for for Maxi. And the Sixers got a steal. So I don't know if they can do it again, but at least they got the they might get a split at home and go back to Philly. We'll see how Game Two shakes out.
0: Yeah, it was it was just a weird thing from Boston where they just took their foot off the gas. I mean. If taking your foot off the gas uh, means that Brockton had 20 uh, Jason Tatum and 39 and Jalen Brown had 23, but the rest of the, the bench just did not show up. I don't know what you say about that. I mean, Derek white only had four points in 23 minutes. He had a triple, uh, a triple single in, in 27 minutes uh four, four <laughs> points, three assists and two rebounds. I, um, and Marcus Smart had 12 7 and 3 in 35 minutes. I mean, they they end the punishment. Uh they lose home court advantage. So now Philly must feel much much more confident uh heading into game 2 cuz they know even if they lose this they're
1: headed back to uh the city of brotherly love with home court advantage. It's fantastic. There's nothing better than seeing boston fail even if that means that philly wins <laughs> oh oh speaking i didn't about, know how to feel about this oh, I, I watched it back so, uh, oh speaking of ba- speaking of boston
0: failing just to add on to boston's fan boston fans misery the bruins decided to go ahead and, and blow a 3-1 lead in the in the nhl playoffs uh at, when they won 65 games in the regular season breaking the record but we'll talk more about that in the next episode, with when it'll just be me and Senior, and I will I will be laughing the entire time when discussing that. But we're moving on very swiftly to the Nuggets taking a 2-0 lead against the Phoenix Suns 97 to 87. I mean, the Nuggets, the Nuggets are that team. The Nuggets might be Ooh. that team. Jokic Ooh, saw I, I, I the, tell Jokic, you Jokic saw the MVP vote which was for Embiid and said, you know what, let me put up there. Let me put up 39 and 16.
2: Uh, I watch, I watch yo It's like watching paint dry. You know, he doesn't, you, you watch him. You think, what can he do? He kind of just plods like he's plodding through sand and then he takes a shot and like, okay, he just hit a three. Oh, wait a minute. He just got rid of the ball and passed it. Oh, wait a minute. He, he just, he just did that. So I think that the thing, and the Suns in trouble because Chris Paul's got an injured groin now, so he might not even be back for Game Three, and he's not the back, bench at least in five. And the bench depth is now really showing out because you can see the Suns don't have the same bench that I mean Jeff Green, Jeff Green. They got guys who play game. Jeff Green's won a championship. KCP's won a championship. They got guys who come off the bench now who are instant <laughs> offense and so i I don't know i mean the phoenix have to have to pull back they have to win game three otherwise i hate to say it, the series is almost over
1: i think one of the things that i really noticed in that first game is the pressure that phoenix looked like, like they were feeling just knowing that jokic could find two points every possession And, you know, they scored 100 points in three quarters. That's basically defending it. Like, that's your defense. Score 100 points. Keep up. Like, because every time they're going down there and finding something. They have, like, they all know how to play with each other. Jokic and Murray play so well together. MP, you know, Michael Porter Shooter's out in the corner just hitting everything. Uh, KCP. they They can play KCP for 40 minutes. And he knows exactly what he's supposed to do. He plays D, hits threes. Bruce Brown's incredible. He's a great defender. Aaron Gordon, I don't i don't love but i'm wrong (laughs) i know that i'm wrong and he's playing really well no he's you know what it is i think
2: you're a little bit aaron gordon from orlando now leaving orlando is a very important thing to do you don't want to go to orlando you want to leave orlando and be i think he's a better player they left orlando because when he was in orlando he was more of a you know flash donkey kind of guy now his game's a little more emerged but Even Jamal Murray didn't have a great game, too. He didn't play that well, but didn't have to because, like you said, Bruce Brown, big pickup. All these guys just come in, and it's next man up. And so I get, I understand that for sure. And, look, Denver's playing defense. Who would have ever thought you'd say Denver Nugget team playing defense? Not even in the Carmelo years you'd say Denver playing defense. So they played defense. It was 42-40 at the half. That's unheard of. Well, would Denver
0: you game? Well, would you want to play defense for the such brilliant human that is um that I forgot the coach's name and it escapes me now. But Michael uh, Malone. No, Carm- Michael Malone. No, no, Michael Malone. Mike. No, not the the former coach, that coach Carmelo. Or George Carl. Yeah. Or yeah. George yeah, would you want to play defense for him? I know I wouldn't. That dude sucks.
1: plantation owner oh, George Carl. George, <laughs> Carl. George Carl. moving on I
0: moving mean, oh, on oh <laughs> uh, we're gonna
1: go on to but yeah game three <laughs> yeah like, game three they are um... never gonna get another 97 out of denver like yeah
0: yeah they got they're
1: gonna have to they've, they've already played last game they played durant 45 minutes booker like 44 43 they they going to play all forty eight and they've got to combine for eighty. Like there's no other yep. option. Tough. Um. Yeah. Yep. Your team, Joe, took the L
0: against the Lakers in Game One, and yep, the the reaction says it all. I mean, uh, it was sort of a um. I mean, Poole had twenty one. Uh, Clay Thompson had twenty five. Curry had um twenty seven. Kevon Looney pulled down twenty three rebounds. He can't keep getting away with this. Um, but the Lakers, uh, I said it, um, to a friend of mine that, uh, the thing about the Lakers, it all rests on Anthony Davis and whether his motor can be consistent for once he had 33, 30 and 23 tonight. Just
2: no, nobody can stop Anthony Davis. I saw the game. No one's stopping him. He can do whatever he wants in that series. That's it really comes down to Anthony Davis. Versus how many three-pointers Golden State can make in a game. Because he, they're not going to be able to stop him. And no matter who was guarding him, they were two steps behind him. Looney couldn't stop him. Uh, if you had whoever else out there stop, no one can. So they, they, they lack a big guy in the series. Like, you know, Golden State can't call on Andrew Bogut. Andrew Bogut's no longer playing. Or Zaza. They don't have any of those guys impresses. who can at least be a body at least be a body against them. Draymond Green's too small. So, and I think the key is going to be in this series, not so much anything else other than AD scoring at will. And as you said, does he have the appetite to want to do that? And if he does that, it's going to be a long series. This will go seven games. Uh, I'm reluctantly going to say the Lakers, I know Joe will be absolutely uh, feeling nauseous about that, but I will say the Lakers win in seven
1: games. Well, I'm I'm still nauseous. It's been. Well, <laughs> yeah, you got a chance. What, to take a what, break. Game <laughs> wrapped up at what like two thirty hours and It's ten thirty now, and I'm still just sitting here like, why do you take that shot? Like, why? <laughs> it was pool, wasn't why? it? I've been I've watched it so many times. I've watched I edited it yeah. with the with Frank Ocean's. Yeah, guy I saw that. Top. That was I saw that, and I'm like, this guy really put Frank Ocean over Jordan Pool taking that shot. That's the second time oh. I've had to do that. I don't want to do it again. Oh, man. There <laughs> was, was... was an episode of my pod where we talked about Poole and his value and his contract. And I, was, I ended positive with Jordan, and I said, oh, now, that we've, now that I've said this, he'll probably turn the game over in a fourth quarter and we'll lose. Oh, and no. the next game, play the Timberwolves, comes down to the dying minutes of the game, Jordan Poole turns it over. Oh, so I've got God. a curse, and I've got a love for Jordan Poole. But, like, why take that shot? Why... <sighs> There's 10 seconds Honestly. on the clock. Deepco had two timeouts. Wiggins is under yeah. the basket, unguarded. Clay has D'Angelo Russell on him. LeBron is kind of covering the paint. If he takes one dribble, one of those guys moves. Just one of them. Yeah. Either LeBron moves towards, towards him. Wiggins yeah. is even more open for a dunk. It's a one point game. You can play the fouls. It's fine. Mm. Or Russell moves off Clay, which he'll definitely do because Russell is a, is a fool of a defender. And that's an open shot for yeah, Clay. He's, he's made that a million times. And it's an even game. It goes to overtime and you know right. Harry can do his thing but instead yeah, they were trailing
2: by three at that <laughs> yeah they were trailing by three at that point i don't know whether or not maybe perhaps the organization the timing of it remember draymond punched him in the face before he got the contract and then suddenly golden state said here's a contract jordan so i don't know if it's it's one is i don't think you should be thanking draymond because as soon as he got punched in the face then he got it got his money but yeah he look I just think that, like I said, AD is going to control the series. AD can do what he wants. Nobody can guard AD, and that's going to be the difference. Uh, LeBron's going to pick and choose his shots. And LeBron's, you know, he's got shooters, but the other guys need to step up. So the the rest, like Reeves and Hachimura and and Vanderbilt, those young guys need to step up and hit some shots because, like I said, Golden State, they live by the three, die by the three. You know, you had six from Poole, six from Clay, six from – um Steph so all through that's the first time it's happened where three players on the court hit six threes and it still wasn't quite enough yeah,
1: yeah. I, the, I, 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 I believe still a lot of adjustments they make
0: yeah I mm. believe the. I here's my radical idea of how you get Jordan Poole to play consistently and not make any erratic mistakes um you you, you see Jessica Alba was in attendance at MSG for the next game and now Jordan Poole, there's this running meme. I'm not sure if you're aware, Senior, but there's this running meme around Jordan Poole because he's a light skin. And because there's a stereotype around light skins that were that were sort of over the top, that whenever there's uh, attractive women in attendance at a game, Jordan Poole suddenly goes off. Now, my radical idea is Pluck just pay Jessica Alba what she wants to come, uh, the Warriors organization. And Jordan Poole will have an amazing game. That's that's my scientific. Okay. That's my scientific methodology, or lack thereof. There's an old
1: photo what of Justin Albert in a right. um, "We Believe" shirt, which uh, oh. I think I've got saved on my phone. Um, also, Mike Myers was at MSG today, and I think you need to kind of weigh up uh, how effective that was on on Knicks players when they who they were more inspired by yeah that is true. yeah exactly that mike myers <laughs> all right what else we have but i don't yeah. know all my all my solutions to warriors problems are give kaminga more minutes he's been cast into um exile again he took what about what, what about what about what
2: about and andre andre andre's 97 years old andre should be able to run
1: at, at least, least by,
2: Oh, he's not broken hand she's not playing at all there you go yeah. so i mean i i Look, I think the series is going to go 7. This is exciting. This is going to be the this is going to be the series that's going to go a lot longer than I think the the Nuggets and and Suns. But um yeah, I mean it just comes down to who's going to make the better shots and you know, if Golden State keeps hitting threes more than Anthony Davis scores, they have a chance, but nobody's going to stop Anthony Davis in the post. You just can't feed him the ball, he's going to score. There's no
1: rest either. It's a game every yeah. other day. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be done It's the playoffs.
0: It's the playoffs. It's going to have to be like second degree murder for it to be called a foul. Um, yeah, but fair enough. I think for the – I think to round out this episode, I think we give our completely biased and uh unfounded predictions on what happens next for each series. Uh, I think we'll start off with uh Celtics and 76ers. What do you all think happens for the rest of that series? Hmm.
2: I think, I think that this, I think, if, I think the series is going to go seven as well. I don't, I just think, I think there's the Sixers are unlearned. They don't have Ben Simmons anymore. That's important. They, they're a better team. Uh, they have Tyrese Maxi. I think that ultimately, I still think that the Celtics are the, on paper, the better team. They just have to get to find that experience. They have to just do it and submit. So I think that the six, uh, 76ers will lose in seven games I think the Celtics will get, will finally get over the
1: hump with that. I think the Celtics come back and take game two. They'll have um, a bit of a rocket up them, play off the home crowd. The home crowd will be willing to turn on them if they if they go down though. That That's always interesting in Boston. <laughs> uh, Philly take game three. I like Philly take game three and bead comes back in game four and then they take game 4 go back to boston for a fifth game maybe win that well i think uh, mm. i think for any cha-
0: if mb comes back i think any chance that celtic the, that boston has they need robert williams on the court they need him on the court regardless but if mb comes back healthy they need robert williams on the court to at least try to defend mb because that dude is that's ridiculous matchup, yeah that's mm. that's they need him on the court if they don't have uh, robert williams healthy and mb comes back i think it's a wash for the the celtics even for the rest of the playoffs even if they manage to somehow scrape past the 76ers with mb without robert williams i don't think they're uh, getting out of the east but mm-hmm. uh on the on the heat Knicks side of things uh what do y'all think <laughs> about that
2: well you know i'm biased so i'm automatically gonna think it's this series is also gonna go to seven games i, I think both teams are evenly matched, it's you got, I think the you have to watch Jimmy. You know Jimmy's gonna score, but for the Knicks, they need Julius Randall. I never thought I'd say that, but they actually need him to be what he was in the last game. They need him to be that player. So I think it'll go seven. I think the I think I only say the Knicks because of the home court. At the same time, the Knicks aren't the best home court team on the planet because they saw they didn't do that well during the regular season home court wise, but I will say the
1: Knicks in seven. I had Knicks in six early because I thought that they would win these first two at home. Um, but I forgot that Randall was missing game one. So that was probably an error on my part. Also again, doubted Jimmy Butler, but I'm going to continue to doubt Jimmy Butler and I'm still saying Knicks in seven. I think that the Knicks have a good, as good a chance as any is taking a road game. They've been a great road team all year. Um, the guard, I just, the guard plays just better. So I I don't know. I just, I just like him so much. I just wanted to. Be, I just wanted to be in another round. <laughs> you just want to get on court at MSG and
2: hug Tom Thibodeau. He's so huggable. I want to <laughs> hug Mike Myers. <laughs> Not without getting arrested first, buddy.
0: <laughs> All right, moving on to I. I'd say the Western part of things. Uh, we'll go with uh, the Lakers-Warriors. What do y'all see happening in the rest of that series? I know both of you have vested interest.
2: I don't have a vested interest in either. I you, know, you have a vested
0: interest in seeing the Lakers fail.
2: <laughs> I have vested interest in seeing the Lakers well, fail fun. indeed. I, I, that's that's always fun. But I, I think if you look at the records of the Lakers, they had the best NBA record 29 games left in the season at 29. And that's because of the moves they made to get LeBron some help. But I I think this series rests upon Anthony Davis. This is his chance to basically, I guess, assert himself as the next in line to be the next leader of the Lakers when LeBron retires, which won't be now, but one day he will. So I'm going to say the Lakers in seven. I think it'll be a really good series. Um, I think Golden State, um, they lost their home court, which I think, is a, would be a worry for them. But they were, they came off an exhaustive series. So I don't think... It, I think game two will be different for them. But I think the Lakers in seven.
1: As always, in every series, it's Stubbs in six. I'll show some respect to the opponent. Um, they dropped game one in, in the finals last year too. So it's not something that they can't recover from. Game two will be huge. Um, I think they can find some... They just can't... They They can't play... The same defense against ad that they did in game one where they were trying to drop off him because he just kept it, it was too much space it was a runway and he was making those middies so maybe you know they'll, they'll mix it up and they'll find something there's plenty of guys that like that you can leave open on that roster um you know if austin reeves can can cook memphis let's see if he can cook golden state uh and then again you know steph's steph's my favorite player ever so <laughs> i want him to continue to average 34 points in these playoffs and make six threes a game and you know beating LeBron again. I I, I have to say though as much as I'm sad at the result that was such a fun game and I'm keen to watch the rest of the series and I really want the Warriors to get through but if every game's like that and it ends up you know going the wrong way for me then at least I'm going home well fed. I'm not hungry. I've seen <laughs> enough basketball. <laughs> Um, all right. We have the
0: final uh, Western series, and uh, the final series, uh, Suns, Nuggets. Uh, obviously, the Suns are in sort of a precarious situation, and they have to win uh, Game 3. What do you believe will happen with the rest of that? I,
2: I think the Suns lose the series. I think, but I think Game 3 is pivotal. Chris Paul's out now, and you need Chris Paul to facilitate. So who's going to be in there? Payne? Payne's a backup point guard. Uh, again, this is putting stress on the Suns bench, which after the after the trade of Mikhail Bridges to bring in Kevin Durant, it makes their it makes their bench suspect. Um, and they got rid of Jay Crowder, who I was I was just shocked they had got rid of him because he's a good playoff
0: player. Well, that uh, trade I, was coming. He wanted out Yeah, I know, but I, I just think I think
2: the Suns are gonna lose the series. I think it'll be four games or two. I think they'll bounce back game three. But Denver's too strong. There's something different about this team. I know that people expect Denver to fold,
1: but there's something different about this Denver team this time around. I'm going to give the Suns one and say that Ooh. it's a gentleman's sweep. But there's a game where <laughs> Durant and, and Booker go off and, and Murray just doesn't have it that night. But I don't see a lot of options for, for Phoenix to make it through this series, which is a shame. They're a, talented, they're a talented side, but they're still trying to find it. They've got nothing on the bench. and. Yep. You know, campaign. They, the they, got, well, hang hang and, they got, well, hang on. They got
2: Bismack. They got my man Bismack. They got Bismack. Look, well, they got Jock Randall. <laughs> yeah. Keep yeah, they do have Jock. They yeah, do have Jock. Yeah, they and, got Bismack. He's got Chica.
1: He's got yeah, they're, yeah,
2: they're getting play. Bismack and Jock are running up and down the court. They're getting the they're getting a chance to play some minutes, but
1: yeah. I agree. Yeah, they got jerseys on.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, look, it's just, it. I think if they lose the series, it's a bit disappointing because of the amount of, like, the hype they had. Like, this was it. Like they made the trade for Durant. The goal was championship this year. I mean, there's, it still might be, of course, but how much does Chris Paul still have left in the tank? I mean, they have a new owner. Thank God that Robert Sarver is gone, but, um, and they'll be able to spend money uh, for the first time in their history. But
2: well, a couple of things, a couple of things. I, I, I'm glad you said that. Interesting enough, the owner has said now that all Suns games will be free to air to locals which i wow. think is a pretty that's a stand-up thing to do because my people can't afford to see them on well, pay I think tv so those sun fans
0: i also think that's um a, a move because some of the rsn's especially in the arizona area yeah, that yeah. are associated with like valley and um and spectrum are starting to uh, like lose a lot of their capital and right. those are neither here yeah. nor there but that's a whole nother yeah. story in itself but um I just don't know. I think I think with that Durant contract you'll still have time to compete, but um when does he start to decline? The Suns need to capitalize on this now. And and it's it, I don't know, has Ayton sort of been ordinary all playoffs long. So he I think he needs to show up soon. I'm there's a lot of things that need to go right for the Suns and, and they have to win game 3 to stay in this stay in this playoffs, but that's going to do it for our show. Uh, if you come from any other platform, welcome. Uh, we do this thing twice a week because of the playoffs. We're doing this twice a week. Um, so uh, th- big thank you to Joe for joining us again. It was Thanks again, Joe. Thank you. Nice having me. Yeah. Uh, next week. Uh, well, next episode, which is going to be in two days time, we're going to be uh, going over the NFL draft, how we believe that uh, each team did uh in terms of all the picks i'm gonna be laughing at the bruins it's gonna be a great time uh but that's our show we'll see you then take care
2: bye